Hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome okay. to Legit to QT with me, Koya. Today I am so excited because I am here with two members of the Indian Film Festival of LA. Welcome to the show, Ankush and Tuli. Thank you so much. So, so I'm so happy that you can be here as well. So Ankush, you told me that you're in LA. Tuli, are you in LA currently right now as well? Yes, I'm in LA. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so I was telling um, Ann Kush earlier that I really love everything that you're doing with, let me get the acronyms right, IFFLA, correct? Okay, IFFLA. Yep. Um, it just seems like such a beautiful organization that really helps filmmakers, Indian filmmakers to navigate the space. I loved when I read on the website that you help filmmakers um, uh, navigate from the independent space to the studio space and you give them like one-on-one -on -one training with other filmmakers. I think that that's really beautiful because talent is one thing, but you also need to be associated with a community of people who can kind of tell you what you need to do mm -hmm. as you like are creating your art. And then also with what you're doing with I IFFLA, it's really making an impact and like representing the diaspora of um, different individuals in India, which I think is actually very beautiful because being an African-American woman, Sometimes it's like, oh, well, it's a black film. It's like, no, <laughs> there are multiple different in, like levels and stories within the African-American community. They're all not the same. I might have more in common with you because of our human experience than I do with somebody who might be African-American from like, you know, Houston. So I really love to see that. Um, I know that your founder, Christina Maruda, couldn't be here today, but do you know what the inspiration was for starting IFFLA? I'm quite sure that, that she's like embedded that within your core values and whatnot. Yeah, I think she, uh, Christina grew up in uh, Greece uh, on an island in Crete. And she grew up watching uh, Bollywood films. Mm -hmm. She loved them. She absolutely loved them. And then eventually she came, she studied, um, you know, she, she, she came to the, to the States uh, and, and um, did her degrees and stuff. And she started working for different festivals. And she always was hoping, she started thinking like Los Angeles, it has like so many different festivals and so many different cultures and so many things are represented here. And you know, the biggest industry, film industry in the world is not represented. I thought mm -hmm. there was no, there was no uh, film festival specifically for Indian films. Mm -hmm. So she came up with the idea of founding it in Los Angeles. And that was about uh, 20 years ago. This is the 90th edition this year. Uh, and she's been, you know, spearheading this uh, all this time. She's, she's wow. incredible. And uh, yeah, she brings such passion and inspiration behind this endeavor and it keeps going strong and it's, really wonderful. I love that. Um, how how many years have you been um, with IFFLA, Tuli? Yes. Uh, first of all, uh, we, we call it IFLA. For, oh, for IFLA. Okay, <laughs> let me know. Let me know. Correct me because I, I want to know because I know that one day I'll be attending. I'm going to attend virtually this year, but uh, IFLA. Okay, IFLA. IFLA. Yeah, it sounds it rolls up your tongue much IFLA. more. That actually sounds <laughs> way better. I actually love IFLA. <laughs> IFLA. So I've been working uh, for IFLA for, this is my ninth year, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. That's beautiful. And Ankush, you said you've been with IFLA for a, um, this is your first year. 
Yeah, this is my first year yeah. on the working, working at IFLA. I've been to IFLA as an audience member like 10 plus times. Because um, growing up in LA, it was always the one place where I could find a community of other South Asian, Indian creators, filmmakers, you know, audience members. And so um, I was really excited to to see the other side of it. And like, it's always been such an amazing, well-run festival, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then being able to work with the team behind the scenes and with Uli and a couple of our other um, team members who've been with the festival for so long, it's been a really, yeah, amazing experience. I love that. I love that. So this is your first year. Last year you had to cancel IFLA. Um, what was that experience like? And how did you, this is your first year doing it virtually. Um, has that been uh, positive for IFLA doing the festival in a virtual space or has have you encountered any obstacles? Um, yeah, I can speak about, about the experience last year. Last year it was uh, it was difficult as it was for the entire planet, you know, because we had been planning the festival for so many months. We had a big team of people working nonstop to make this festival happen. We had announced our lineup to the press. We had bought tickets. Filmmakers were coming from India and from other parts of the world to join. Like everything was set to go. Uh, and literally two weeks before the festival, we had to stop everything. Oh wow! So wow. it was, you know, it was it was a you know a difficult thing for 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 us um, and and for everyone. And then what we did, um, we decided in June to have to go ahead with not exactly with a festival last year. Last year's June, but uh, sorry about that. But to um, to have a virtual showcase. So basically, we asked all our alums from you know the last uh, 17 years uh, if they wanted to showcase their films again, and mm-hmm. we offered that for free uh, on uh, from our website. You could get links and watch a wide array of of you know the best of Indian cinema from the last 17 years, and that went really well. The filmmakers appreciated, the audience appreciated. We you know we had lots of people watching, and it was you know so we made something. Mm-hmm. Um, out of this experience. So this year is the first time we actually are making a virtual festival, okay. you know, a real festival. And within that, um, we, ha- we had, you know, we had to really think of, uh, you know, how to make the most out of it. Like what right. kind of opportunities this virtual space allows us to explore. So we have many firsts this year. It's the first virtual festival. It's also the first time the entire lineup is available throughout all of California. Oh, wow. We're reaching out to more people, you know, uh, in California. And this year we are also absolutely thrilled for the very first time to make part of our lineup available in India. Mm. Okay. um, But that's a huge, uh, that's a huge uh, deal. And especially at this time, um, it's uh, it's so so beautiful having this communication, you know, like uh, uh, with India. Uh, People are going through a really difficult time right now. And... You know, we thought, uh, you know, if, if this this is like a small way uh, people can have an outlet um, and and a connection. Uh, Ankush, do you want to say how it's been for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I was obviously bummed that my first year is not in person because it's always so fun. I mean, mm-hmm. apart from obviously the films and you know the best experiences at IFLA, just like hanging out with the audience members and with the filmmakers, um, it just creates this like amazing, beautiful environment. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that really surprised me going into it was I wasn't sure 
if we would get a lot of submissions. You know, I think right. I kind of went into it assuming that a lot of filmmakers during the pandemic probably stopped or um, that we would, you know, they would want to wait until another year or something. Obviously couldn't predict anything. I was surprised that we got by the number of submissions that we got and by the number of like incredible submissions, you know, wow. I, what, I didn't, I don't think I set myself up for like how heartbreaking it was to not be able to include, you know, a lot of the films that obviously we wanted to. Um, but I think for me, what, what really inspired me throughout this whole process was just like a pandemic is not going to stop independent filmmakers, you know, yeah, and this, the number of submissions we got really proved that. Um, and I think to Thule's points, you know, we're able to open up to a wider audience. Um, so those are a lot of the, a lot of the positives. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it, but I'm definitely excited to, to welcome audiences back in person at some point when it's safe, you know? Absolutely. Um, I actually had the pleasure with Annie. I moderated a clubhouse event um, on for, uh, I forget what the name of their organization is called, but it was all of these different um, individuals that run different film festivals, some in LA, some in Canada. And they talked about how this virtual space has really allowed people specifically internationally to just be able and nationally to be able to connect. So mm -hmm. although you lose some of the the face-to-face -face interaction of building community, you're able to have people to connect virtually on screen and be a part of the event, whereas before they couldn't. Um, a lot of filmmakers have specifically called, so this on uh, this podcast, Too Legit to Kitty, um, they're really trying to figure out how to build community as a filmmaker in the space virtually because the networking is a little bit different. So although you have people who are able to be included in these festivals, um, the one thing that I keep hearing is, is like, how can I network? I have my film in this festival. The good thing about submitting to a film festival is you, you do get awards. Um, you do get presented to a community, but a lot of times you get, you get, you get to network with individuals who can mm -hmm. help you to the next level. Um, Ankush, what advice can you give filmmakers on networking in this virtual space? Because people are like, I'm just on LinkedIn. I look the person up on LinkedIn and I'm sending them a message. And I think that they, they feel like they're missing out a little bit. So what advice can you give them on how to navigate that space better? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've learned a lot through this experience at IFLA on, on networking, especially virtually. I mean, one thing that IFLA that does really well and has done for a long time is um, has a signature one-on-one -on -one program. So filmmakers who are part of the festival, we set them up with one-on-one um, -on -one meetings with industry executives. Um, and the goal of that is for, you know, a, a lot of a lot of our filmmakers are first-time filmmakers or early filmmakers or independent filmmakers. And, you know, the business can seem a little opaque. Um, and so in those meetings, they, they get to learn a lot, you know, about the distribution side of things. But I think the thing that is really important to remember is we we always assume that the filmmaker needs the the distributor or the studio whoever it is but it's it's both ways right mm -hmm. the studios and the distributors need access to amazing content and they need amazing filmmakers to make great content so i i do believe in the power of just like making the best work possible and working hard to have that work find its audience and mm -hmm. if that can happen um, it it's on its way to finding a home, and I don't think anything is different virtually. So, you mm -hmm. know, festivals are still are still happening virtually. There are still, 
you know, labs, screenwriting labs, filmmaking labs happening virtually. There's actually, I mean, as you were saying too, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of online networking platforms and groups that um, that wouldn't happen where there's people internationally, there's people, if you live in New York, you have access to people in LA, you know, right. virtually. Um, I, and I know just as simple as like going to meetup.com and there's plenty of, you know, film filmmaker and um, groups on there to learn from. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, independent festivals like IFLA, like we need, you know, the films too. Um, and I think the point of independent film festivals is to support and amplify and help grow and nurture filmmakers' careers. So find, you know, find group groups and organizations like IFLA. I love it. Or just come to IFLA. Yeah, just come to IFLA. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most beautiful things every year for at IFLA is like the filmmakers who come, who make it from India, uh, we rent a house, like a big house, yeah. and they all stay there together. So, oh, so they're there for like five or six days throughout the course of the festival, living with each other. Oh, wow. So all day long, they get to spend uh, you know, the time together. And every evening, the, the rest of the festival team goes there. And, and we, we stay until like 3 in the morning, chatting about film you know, and politics and anything you can think of. So this is where friendships happen. Mm. This is where professional you know, collaborations uh, originate from. Uh, that's where the bond that, you know, our community and the LA community, uh, that's where it's created with, with all these filmmakers. So it's a very special thing. And this year we were like, oh my God, we're going to miss that. This is terrible. How are we going to do this? Mm -hmm. And now we have the one-on-ones. We were able to to do them, you know, we're, we're, we're in the virtual environment, in the virtual space, every single day we have meetings. And now we don't only have meetings for the filmmakers who make it from India, we have, or, or from the diaspora, we have meetings for the majority of the filmmakers because mm -hmm. you know, now we can. So all these people from India are meeting right now as we speak mm -hmm. every single morning and every single evening with executives, um, in LA and in other parts of, of the US. Um, mm -hmm. We were able to you know, ma maintain that, and this is extremely valuable. We're getting feedback, yes. so valuable to our filmmakers. But, but the, added, uh, the added bonus, like during, uh, as they're waiting to go into their breakout rooms, mm -hmm. every day staff from IFLA joins. So, so basically, unofficially, every single day, this, the same kind of like atmosphere of the filmmaker mm -hmm. house, happens online because we're all there, you know, kind of waiting and, and we start conversations and filmmakers start getting to know uh, each other. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like, a, 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 it's, it's a really important, we were able, you know, we we're not expecting this and, and we were able to create this uh, filmmaker house environment mm -hmm. uh, where these friendships and collaborations can, can happen in the virtual, in the virtual world. So that was really beautiful to see. I love that. It just seems like you guys are very intentional on, yeah. on your strategy on building community and making sure that, like you said, the diaspora is represented. That actually leads me to my next question. I just, when I look at everything that you're doing, I know that it, for some, it may seem like, oh, it's just seamless, but this is very strategic. You can tell that this is very strategic and very intentional to build community, to build relationships. Um, what, how, how does IFLA come up with these like concepts? Like, how do you know 
okay, like how are, how also how are you cross checking like we're representing everyone in the diaspora. Like, cause I know that sometimes when you're dealing with like sensitive subject matter, when you're talking about race and whatnot, sometimes, you know, you have to like cross check with different experts and make sure that like, oh, but you're doing this and you're representing this positively and effectively. What things does, what things does IFLA, I can't speak today. What things does IFLA do um, to just make sure that they're representing everyone in the diaspora. And I would love to hear a little bit more about like who comes up with this strategy, like put everybody in a house or let's let's virtually try to come up with that and create that community. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, um, you know, I think we go in with a certain intentionality. That's what I, I learned this year of, of course, representation, of course, amplifying um, new voices and if in, uh, amplifying, you know, marginalized communities and voices. But at the end of the day, you know, on the team, we are audience members ourselves and we're filmmakers ourselves. And I think what I really liked was that there wasn't a, there wasn't an agenda that got in the way of just wanting to amplify the best art. But mm -hmm. then as a result of it, you know, we have 40 films in the lineup right. and kind of this like beautiful thing started to happen where we were like, in the room, we're we're not you know, we're not talking about like okay, this is this filmmaker comes from this community, so we should absolutely play this film. Mm. First, we're talking about did the film impact us in some way, mm. and I think the beautiful thing is that as we started to put those things together, you realize that actually we are representing a pretty yeah. wide community. You know, in India, there's I don't need like twenty five plus languages or something, and we have seventeen yeah. languages in one from you know one um country essentially and then we have um 13 diaspora films we have right. seven tamil language films which is from mm -hmm. south india and four assamese films which is a um smaller state in northeast india and i don't i don't remember having seen one assamese film before mm -hmm. and then we got more submissions than, than what we're screening um and you know the majority of our features especially but a lot of our shorts have female protagonists you know and none of that was like intentional but i think i think that's the beauty of spaces like ifla is that we just want to share the best art and then it's also at the exact same time proof that there's not just one type of voice that's making the best art right um, and you don't actually have to work that hard to find you know these voices um, wow, I love that you said that because you know certain certain groups they're like we don't know where the well they're there. It's, yeah. If you're looking, I love that you said that. And <laughs> it's not that hard. Everyone not listening, hard. you hear what he said? It's not that hard. Also, not the one type of voice who is making the curation. You know, like that's yeah. the other thing. You know, the team you know within the team there's you know there's diversity in, in, yes. in everything in ethnicity yes. in background in language and sensibility so you know a, a diverse group mm -hmm. uh, brings you know on a diverse a diverse program and i and you're absolutely right and that's really what it is it's like representation in the room of people making the decisions equals representation on screen and it's so so needed um what I thought was really interesting is that I think you have like 16 female directors. What? Like, I just, I mean, when I saw that, I was like, this is, this is amazing. I mean, 
there's just a lack of female representation in directors in all of Hollywood. So the fact that you have 16 female directors, that's really beautiful. Can you tell me, was it just like you said, an organic process of these were the submissions and it just happened that way or? Yeah, and I will say we don't have 16 female directors. We have 16 brilliant filmmakers. <laughs> brilliant, yes! <laughs> you, have to, you have to watch and you have to watch out for and you know look yeah. out for. Uh, so yeah, as Anku said, like we're not kind of operating with, with quota, you know, checking boxes. It's, it's we're, we're really looking for the best that's out there, and uh, you know. The, just like these filmmakers are phenomenal and these, mm -hmm. these films are really exceptional films uh, and it's thrilling for us. You know, like when they, it, it's really magic. Like when, what Anku said, like when, when you, when you, um, you know, we talk about every submission, we agonize about it, we debate about it. And, you know, like we're, we're so passionate about the program we put together. And when you see this program turn out and be such a diverse, mm -hmm. um, you know, group, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's really inspiring, and it's it's that, that, that's I don't know that 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 means a lot to us, and uh, yeah. Yeah, you one of the one of the panels that we're doing too. So we have two panels, and which I which I thought was amazing that the team, you know, every year there's panels at IFLA, and they've always been so impactful to the community. And I was mm -hmm. really inspired that the team still wanted to do panels virtually, and and they're both beautiful. One in particular is called Beyond Binaries and it features, you know, um, it's a gender inclusive panel. So how do we increase representation? Mm. Everybody on the panel identifies that they're trans or non-binary and they're all creators in their own right. And I think what's beautiful about the panel, about listening to it is it's not about being, you know, gender non-conforming or trans or non-binary, they talk about craft and they talk about their art. Mm. And it's it's the same thing. It's these creators are are out there, audiences are out there. Um, yeah, as Lily said, like we didn't, we hardly said like, okay, we need this slot for a female filmmaker, but 16 out of 40, you know, that's, it's still not parody, right? It doesn't rep it still doesn't represent the population. So we still have a long way to go. But I think as an industry, it's like less than 19% of like the top 200 films were directed by women or something. So mm. there's still an imbalance there where we female filmmakers are out there, you know, gender non-conforming filmmakers are out there and creators are out there. And, and yeah, we got to create spaces for them, you know, um, and then they'll, they have a lot of work to submit. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I know that we're coming uh, close to the end of our podcast, but I can definitely say that you can feel just from the two of you, the vibrations of how passionate you are about IFLA and helping, um, helping your community of this beautiful filmmakers, like Tulisa, brilliant filmmakers. Mm -hmm. But even when I like took a look at the website and I saw the different films that you guys were featuring, I was just like, this is, it's just so beautiful that I think that the festival within itself is a form of art. Um, I think sometimes we forget that like filmmaking is creativity, it's escapism, um, but it also is like impacting people with truth and reality. It can be futuristic, it can be whatever you want it to be. But even this just seems like its own beautiful artistic creation. Um, so I wanted to ask you both, um, what, let's see, so far, because it's still going on, <laughs> 
<laughs> what has your most memorable moment been in either creating or in the festival this year? And maybe we'll start with you and Kush, and then we'll do you, Tuli. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a hard question, but I, I um, so yeah, the festival started on May twentieth, and our closing night is May twenty seventh, and there was a moment last week where we um, did a Zoom with all of our filmmakers to kind of orient them around how to do the festival week. And, you know, that was um, truly amazing. Like, I don't think I I expected to like have as many feels as I did from yeah. seeing filmmakers on a Zoom, but I think you could just feel, a lot of our filmmakers are in India, right? And of course it's mm -hmm. devastating, heartbreaking what's happening right now. And um, a lot of our filmmakers who are Indian abroad have family, you know, um, so it's a really, really difficult time. And, you know, in those times you need stories more than ever and art more than ever, but also you just need community more than ever. And literally the opposite of that is happening because of lockdown. Mm -hmm. But then these filmmakers came on the Zoom and you could just feel the energy of these filmmakers excited to share their work, excited to meet other South Asian filmmakers. Um, the chat was just like, going crazy with people being like, I'm here, I'm here, you know, let's meet when it's safe and uh, people congratulating each other. And that for me was a moment where like all the work from the past couple of months actually like came to life for me, you know? Um, so I think that's definitely the most the most memorable. And we have 40 films, like I mentioned, most of the filmmakers were there um, and it didn't feel overwhelming. It still felt intimate somehow. Um, yeah, so that was a great moment. And it just shows you, you can build community online. I've also mm -hmm. had that experience where I was like, oh, before the pandemic, you can't. And I have people I've never met, but like, I feel like we're like sisters or brothers yeah. now. <laughs> and I, I literally just like took a class with them online or I did an event, um, like a summit or a festival. And I'm like, th th those are my, that's my family now. <laughs> like you guys, I'm like, I'm Ankush Julie, hello. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm here if I see you in Brooklyn. <laughs> Oh, definitely, yeah. Yes, yes. But Tuli will let you answer that question yeah. as well. Yeah, I, first of all, like I think like as humans, like that's, you know, we need, you know, we need that. We need human connection yeah. to survive. If we don't have it, we can't survive. Absolutely. So we, we're going to we're gonna get it any way we can, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if, you know but if that's what we have, we're going to make it happen. So, yeah. Yeah, for me, there's so many, there's so many amazing moments this year. I must say that, um, you know, the, the Q&A for, uh, for the shorts filmmakers, oh. specifically, I was thinking the first Q&A I did was for shorts program one, and it's called The Female Lens. Okay. And we have five incredible films uh, by, uh, you know, w with female protagonists from the lens of women filmmakers. Mm -hmm. um, and usually the Q&As, for the shorts are like 10, 15 minutes long in the theater. Of course, like the audience comes and, 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 and asks questions and you have like two or three filmmakers and it's very short. This time I had, you know, like almost the entire program was represented, oh. four out of five. Uh, and the, the Q&A lasted, the, the dis our discussion lasted for like an hour and a half almost. And for me, that was like a very personal thing. For me, having these four women that I was tremendously inspired by. I was blown away by them. Like, have this conversation. We talked about so many different things. You know, their work, uh, which which encompasses like really big subjects that that you know that are really important and and 
having this time with them, like I, I needed to pinch myself. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm having, <laughs> and this is these women also with each other. Like we're having this discussion, and this is uh, so beautiful and so powerful. And then also the world is going to be able to to see this this conversation and hear these women speak about yeah. the issues so eloquently. Um, and yeah, I could go on, you know, like I, I could be with them for, for, for 10 hours. I had to cut it at some point. <laughs> uh, I don't know, that, that hit me, that on a personal level, uh, inspired me tremendously. I turned, I turned off the, the computer and I was like, you know, kind of on fire um, yeah. because of them. So that was for me. I love that. You know, it's just, I think even though there's, there's still so much going on in the world, um, I think that the good thing about the pandemic is it has caused people to stop. And I think that people, you know, sometimes when you're on this hamster wheel, it's so easy to just be busy and to sometimes you kind of get numb, a little numb with um, with things. But I think now with especially uh, being in this space, you just value things a little bit differently and appreciate things a little bit differently after we all as a, you know, as the, the entire world has gone through this trauma. Um, so I just really want to thank you guys all for the work that you're doing. Um, I know that you're making such a huge impact uh, within the Indian community and just within the community at large, because like you said, we just need good filmmakers. We just need good organizations like this that really believe in helping people. Um, and I've I've been to a lot of festivals and what you guys are doing is is very different. So it's definitely cutting edge. I can't wait to see these films out here uh, in the world um, as well, and to see you you the growth of you all too. And thank you so much for speaking with me today. I know this won't be our last time talking. We're gonna speak next year. We're gonna put that out into the universe, or maybe I'll come. Right. To Ifla next year. That's what actually. That's what we're going to put yeah. out. Yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming. And if I can in any way help help to promote Ifla outside of this podcast, please let me know. Um, stay on for a couple seconds if you can. Once we do our outro. And yes, thank you so much. Thank, thank you so, so much. much. It was such a pleasure. It was a pleasure as well.